Ready to roll, brother? I'm ready to roll, brother. All right, let's do it. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Press Basketball Away Team Podcast. I am James Holis, and I'm joined by my man. Go ahead, take it. What's your name? Phil Buello, a.k.a. Sporting Phil. Oh, yeah, and a.k.a. I'm Snotty Driven, again, on Twitter. What's up, my brother? How you doing? I'm fantastic. I've been uh, watching a little basketball. I watch my... T- my homegrown Toronto Raptors almost lose to the 76ers. I'm a little worried about the playoffs, but apart from that, be. there's no no shame. Well. Philly well. actually plays really good. They they played when they're when they're on and together. No matter who's playing, they 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 show that their defensive acumen can keep them in a lot of games. So don't feel bad about it. They're not they're not pushovers. They're a bad team, but they're not pushovers. And you just won a ton of Twitter followers and fans in the Canadian region. Well done. I mean, until hey, I, I think honestly, when Kyle Lowry gets back, they have the best shot of of upending the Cavs. But if Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry gets back at about you know eighty five ninety percent, so we shall see. Um, a lot of interesting news. Uh, the, the big thing is the the Hall of Fame announcement. Um, uh, the Hall of Fame announcement came out, and Bill Self, uh, Jerry Krause, former superstar Rebecca Lobo, the most surprising, and there's a couple other people too, and we'll announce them too. But the big surprise to me was Tracy McGrady is now headed to the Hall of Fame. T-Mac. That's been a long discussion amongst uh, the basketball fans and the, the like the, the elitist and the, the you know the, the barbershop fans alike. And uh, Tracy McGrady was great. He's a great, great player. I think at his peak, you would have put him up there with during the time, you know, Kobe and Vince Carter. And they're all great two guards. But a lot of people thought Tracy McGrady's prime was too short. How do you feel about Trace McGrady being uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame? Is that deserved? I think in a lot of ways. Look, he was one of the kind of cooler personalities at the same point, right? And and we were and and you mentioned uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. That was kind of an interesting one. Remember the stories of like Trace McGrady is the only guy who could take him one on one. One of the most prolific scorers, six eight. Uh, what people don't remember was when he came through with Toronto. It was actually a defensive guy, first of all. He would, at the shooting guard, small forward position, I think he averaged like 1.8 blocks one year. And then he he just, you know, he decided to leave the situation of Vince Carter, even though they were cousins, to go to Florida, home state. And, And that didn't work out. Grant Hill was injured. And then, you know, in terms of just pure talent and what he's able to do, I mean, he has to be a Hall of Famer. And he did it for relatively long enough. I mean, I mean, I think we're just holding against him championships and the fact that he wasn't able to kind of be the player we all thought he was going to be at the end, uh, uh, kind of hurting him so, you know, so into his prime at that point. But, I mean, I think there's a lot of players who, who did it with less. So I'm looking at... at- I guess the bulk of McGrady's what we would call his like his 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 main years. So before he got injured, really, because he was injured his last few years of his career, really. You know, last year in Houston, last couple of years in Houston, or last year and a half in Houston. Then he went to New York and Detroit and Atlanta. Those don't really count. And I think he was even on the bench for the Spurs for a little while or something. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But he had a nice little eight-year chunk, which uh, his first year in Orlando, all the way till the last year before he got really hurt in Houston, where he had he averaged uh, for that eight-year stretch, he averaged 24 points, six rebounds, five assists, almost a steal and a half. 
Um, he was never a great three-point shooter, but you know he he still hit 34% from three for that 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 chunk. So he was uh, he'd make you honor him back there. Uh, 40 almost 44% from the field. I I don't he was one of the more complete wing players in the league, and of course we all remember the 13 seconds and 30 something seconds, 13 points and 37 seconds against the Spurs. So he's explosive. I I you know I'm looking at his numbers. Seven-time All-NBA, uh, I think seven or eight-time All-Star, a um, couple scoring titles under his belt. He even has a FIBA gold under his belt. Uh, he finished top six in the MVP voting one, two, three, four times. Oh, it's tough. It's tough uh, because the question that we're going to pose to the listeners and, and the one I'm going to pose to you, that's Tracy McGrady's, uh, that's his resume, right? He had about, I think, thir- like maybe 13, 14 good years. Uh, out, of the, out of those good years, he had, I think uh, we're talking 11 or 12, like non-injured years, even though three of those were pretty much off the bench in Toronto. Which is still pretty it's really good. good. I mean, a lot of guys don't It's really good, that. but here's my question to you. Seven-time All-Star is what he was, and like I said, All-NBA, first or second team, one, two, three, f- four times, and then third team, two more times. Let's look at – we also had some more news today. Um, so close to the end of the season, the Knicks announced today that Derrick Rose is going to miss the end of the season because he had another torn meniscus. This is, I think, the third year in a row that a torn meniscus has ended his season, and I think – Two, like out of those, so that's three seasons in a row that happened, and then he had the the bat, no, the ACL injury. So that's like four years in a row he's ended up injured. I'm looking yeah. at his numbers, and Rose basically has he has four healthy seasons. Uh, you know, the MVP season happened, uh, and and I'm sorry, he only has three healthy seasons. Wow, man, that makes me sad. His rookie year and two healthy seasons, he won MVP his third year, and then you know he got hurt again the next year and played 39 games. Um, is Derrick Rose a, a, a Hall of Famer? Is my question to you. I'm gonna say a big hell no, and I'm gonna get some hate just because you're gonna be like, how can a Hall of Famer not make the NBA? You know, Hall of Fame. Uh, 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 sorry, an MVP not make the Hall of Fame. I'm like, first of all, I think they got that MVP wrong that year, and. I mean, it has to be more than one year. Like, like you can't just have this hot takeoff one year and be like, he's deserving forever. Like, there have been players who have had amazing careers having one year. And come on, the Hall of Fame's got to be worth more than that. And it's got to be like a sustained excellence kind of thing, no? I, yeah, it has to be. And I'm even looking now. So, Rose actually is a three-time All-Star. He made it his second year. Then he won MVP his third year. And um, he came. So next, the next year, he played forty games. He also made the All Star game. He averaged twenty one, almost twenty two a game that year. Um, so he's a three time All Star. He only he's on one All NBA first team. The year he made MVP, he also was a Rookie of the Year and was an All Rookie team. Um, and that basically is his resume when we talk about. You know, the things that we look at for MVP consideration. He has two FIBA gold medals, not Olympic medals, but he was in two FIBA tournaments, and he got we have two gold medals there. Um, I mean, he finished he finished second in, in missed field goals in 2011. Uh, he was we, we all know he was destined to be a superstar, superstar. He was on his way to being a superstar for years to come before he was derailed by injuries. 
But yeah, it's it's really hard to make a case for him as MVP when more than half of his career has been he's been spent he's spent injured. You know, at tw- he, he, if yeah. you top out at the age of 23, basically 22, 23, and those are your best years, and everything comes after that, like like even this year, uh, he, his numbers look decent, but he played for a putrid team with the Knicks, and I think a lot of people know that even though he physically was probably as close to he he's been to what he was before, he's as close now as he ever has been since the injury. Not the it's same. not the same. Right, the league's changed a lot around him. Anyone remembers that Derrick Rose uh, coming out of Memphis? Those first couple, like, like Memphis Derrick Rose, his head was at the rim, like. But but but, uh, but that's a problem too with these guys who come in like, and a large part of their game is predicated on athleticism, right? He was never the shooter that some of these guys turned into, never the assist man, like, like his game was so like, like I hate to say it, but. The, the, the way when you saw him play, it's kind of like like when I see Blake Griffin play. I'm just like, this is not gonna happen. This is not gonna have longevity, and 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 it was fun to watch. And for the short period of time, it was awesome. But we've got we we've got storylines of guys like that. Like Antonio McDice was really dope for a while before his legs got t- taken away. Brandon, uh, it's it, it's not based on athleticism, but Brandon Roy had a, a bunch of good seasons. Not the same, but it's like like at a certain point. Like, like you can't just be like, okay, if anyone did anything kind of good in the in the NBA, they make the Hall of Fame. Like, like it just feels like it's such a worthless kind of thing if if they don't have things sustained. And I'm sorry, but health matters. Like, 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 like we're looking at him, and he was going to be a superstar. And I know this is a really random. Uh, comparison but i think greg odin would have been too but but injuries hurt him and didn't and let him play a whole lot less and sure he didn't get that mvp obviously but yeah a lot of i go by resume and i don't think he built up a big enough resume the talent he definitely is a a hall of fame talent but he he didn't put together a hall of fame resume for long enough for us to put to put his name there um for yeah four years this is not three and a half years because he's gonna play 40 uh 39 games in two in 2012 it's just not enough you know it's not enough for me to say that he deserves to be in. Now, uh, we do know that the NBA Hall of Fame is probably the most lenient of all the Hall of Fames. And, like, my thing is, uh, I, we talked about this before we started, Chris Webber. If Chris Webber's not in, which he should be, and I think he eventually will be, I don't know what the holdup is. He was legitimately great for a long time. But um, I guess what, what's the what's the bar we're setting? Because I was kind of surprised T-Mac got in. But if T-Mac should be in, then I think Chris Webber definitely has to be in because he was one of the top power forwards for, you know, there was there was Kevin Durant. And, I mean, Kevin Durant. There was uh, Tim Duncan. There was Kevin Garnett. And then, like, just a step, half step below. Rashid Wallace. Was the, you know, Rashid Wallace's and Chris Webber's. And I think, you know, production-wise. Dirk. Yeah, Dirk, and Dirk is up there, of course, now with those other two guys, you know, Kevin Durant and uh, – Kevin Durant, I keep doing it. Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan. And, you know, now Dirk with the longevity in the championship, he's up there too. Chris Webber was production-wise and and skills-wise right there with those guys too. Oh yeah. So and plus when you put in what Chris Webber did with the Fab Five, I mean, you know, that's they 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 changed the game and he deserved he definitely he def, I, I hope he gets in soon. He deserves it. I just think it's so highly weighted towards like individual accolades that 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 things like MVPs and championships will really pull you in even though the rest of your numbers don't. So here's my it. question. Let's say Rose latches onto a, a championship team over the next couple of years, even though we know he's kinda 
you know, he aver- and he averages like 15, 4, and 4 in a reserve role or, you know, 13, 3, and 6 or 3, and 5 in a reserve role uh, on a championship team down the line. And he adds it to his resume. Does that even – does that move the needle for you at all? For me, no, uh, but I know it will. It shouldn't, though. Yeah, you're and right. I, it shouldn't. And that's what kills me. Yeah. So, right, we – Like, like – I was, was going to say we both agree There's, that he's – people want to say, hey, you won the MVP, that's, that automatically puts him in. I don't think he, he carries enough weight otherwise. So there's no way that, to me, Derrick Rose is a Hall of Famer. Derrick Rose is a lot of things good and bad to me. It's definitely there not you one go. of those. And we can, we'll leave it at that because you know, we both made our feelings known. But um, I guess let's wish him a speedy recovery. And, you know, I know that he he's, he was hoping for a big payday next year, but that probably won't happen now. So. Um, but speaking of which, though, there's a lot of players lined up to to step into that that awesome player, that that top tier, that am I going to be a Hall of Famer kind of uh, that stratosphere. And we were talking about it like LeBron James is still amazing, but he just suffered his like you know his first losing month, which was January, and you know since his third year or something. And I guess March has been a losing month also. So we're seeing signs. Uh, people don't want to admit it. Signs of slippage in LeBron. Right, uh, that that just weren't there a few years ago. He's he can still do it in spurts, and we're, he's still great. I get it. Don't no one yell at me. He's not. I'm not saying he's he's trash, but I mean, Father Time's undefeated. There will be a time when we no longer say LeBron James is the best player in the league. And I I propose this question to you uh, in the DMs, and we we're talking about it a little bit. What kind of person like let's like who do we see in the league right now? that one day could wear that mantle of best player in the league. Um, we, we, we set a, we set a, a threshold, right? There are guys like not, Russell Westbrook's great right now. Kevin Durant's great. We know he's arguing, you know, he's, he is uh, legitimately in the conversation for best player in the league. Same thing with, with Steph Curry. Those two are one and two. As far as if, if LeBron disappeared tomorrow, it'd be Steph Curry or, or Kevin Durant. And they're on the same team, which is insane. Right, but we're looking a little further down the line. So we said, what players twenty five and younger do we think can can one day wear that mantle or be in the discussion for best player in the league? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, there are definitely a couple tiers of it. Like, like I think there's a whole bunch of those really young nineteen twenty year olds who I uh, might speak on in a bit. But to me. The kind of top tiers. Oh, oh, let's start. Let's start at the bottom. Let's it, start with the honorable mention, so we can run through it real quick and then say why, why not. So I, I wrote them down. We talked earlier. Um, a guy like uh, like like Jokic, Nikolai Jokic from from Denver. My man, Nikolai. What's his name? What's his first name? Oh, I make I make me d- uh, doubt it now. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's it, uh, uh, it's Nikolai. Nikolai Jokic. Okay, Jokic. so we got a guy like Jokic. He he can pass the hell out of the ball. He's a good rebounder. He's shown he's a crafty scorer. His defense, his, but his defense is suspect, and he does have that team. He can shoot the jumper, but right now, and that team is in the hunt for the playoffs, even though I think it's fading. I think Portland has it locked up, but he's only – how old is Jokic right now? I should know this. Oh, he's like 20 or 21, right. man. He's a baby um, still. So, I mean, um, my thing with him uh, is the defense. He is, he's, he's just – He's not. He doesn't move his feet, and he's not a. Uh, even though he's a size rim protector, one of the guys you put him on the rim, put your hands up, and he's going to be a deterrent kind of. He's not really a rim protector, and sure, he might be one of those the best offensive players in the league. And 
I guess it doesn't really matter, right? Because we saw, like I said, Steve Nash won two MVPs and he's not a defender. We didn't even talk about Steve Nash like we, we talked about earlier, but um, I, I think he's gonna get better, man. I think Igoka is there, and he's probably one of my guys. But, but there's so many young bigs like in that same mold, right? right? Like in that kind of 20 to 22. Like, like, like in my mind, like I know not everyone agrees, and I think he's gonna have to slim down to it. But actually, they're both 22. Uh, uh, Nurkic in Portland. He's been putting up some baller numbers ever since going there, and and he's kind of like this diamond in the rough. Like, like they may have just found themselves a borderline all-star center. See, my problem with uh, Nurkic is that we have such a small sample size, and like we love him performing as the third option there in in uh, Portland, and he's such an upgrade just from his energy standpoint and uh, even production of, over Plumlee. But I mean, are you and a great defender and a great shot blocker, great passer? Like like uh, him and Jokic, the one thing they both share is fantastic hands. Um, when it comes to disrupting, I, I I I just think they're badass. And compared to other guys, like like the more athletic young guys, like the you know Turners and 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 guys of the world, I think they just basketball IQ wise really have a chance to be that that guy so i mean is he a great defender or is he a capable defender i don't think he's a great defender i'd call him a... i think he's a capable because he's overweight i think and he, he said he's out of shape if he comes down next year drops 15 20 i i, I think we're gonna see a very and dominant the reason day. i don't think Nurkic's in the conversation like 15 and 10 is great those are great numbers for a you know a starting center but those aren't best player in the league type numbers and i, I think he needs to play with a guy like uh like uh, C.J. McCollum and Dame because he's playing off of them. He's scoring off of them. You know, he's getting dirty. He's getting those 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 uh, those garbage man kind of buckets, which isn't. I mean, he also can play, but that I think the fact that he's yeah. getting less attention paid to him than. Okay, so I agree with you. Probably never be at that level, but uh, Miles Turner. What do you think okay, about Miles Turner? It... So Miles Turner. When we talk about the the bigs, modern bigs can do everything. Miles just isn't brought up enough, I think. But also, like you know, even now. I have to see it more consistent. Like, like, like to me, the two guys uh, we just brought up are wildly more consistent than, than Turner. Like, like I think Turner may have that ceiling because of his just physical gifts, but I think that's a ceiling that's gonna be tough to reach. Um, I mean, think I think he's averaging like what fourteen or fifteen and eight, you know. And you're talking about Nurkic averaging fifteen and ten right now. So I mean, consistency's sure. And as a jump shooter, he has to be lights out to to make more of a difference and. Um, but he's, he, I think he's a better shot blocker than either Nurkic or, or a Jokic, of course, but, um, and that, yeah, these are the honorable mentions, of course, of the, w- will you be the best player in the league one day? So yeah, of course, I don't think Miles Turner will be the best, but he's always, he's always going to be, a, I think he'll be, he'll be a top tier big for a long time. Um, we mentioned a guy like, like, so you, you mentioned a guy like D'Angelo Russell. This was all his doing guys. This is Phil's doing. Cause I don't think D'Angelo needs to be in the discussion. I don't. I don't know if I see superstar for D'Angelo in the near future, even though he did have a great game day to, to knock off Memphis. He averaged like, I think he put up 28 and seven as, as the Lakers beat the, the Memphis Grizzlies. He's definitely having a better second half and, and he could be coming into his own, but I mean, he's one of those guys, this is why he's honorable mention, right? Like I'm not saying for sure, but he's one of those guys that maybe if it hits the right stride. So like if we want to list off because like, like, like the meat of this of this combo is 
is going to be our top squad. Like, like if you just want to like rifle off the honorable mentions and maybe like, like, like who's your dude out of that? Like I'd put Devin Booker before him. Booker's only 20. He's averaging 22, yeah. uh, almost 22, three and three this year, which is like, I think if we look at those numbers, even though it doesn't sound like much, three rebounds, three assists, for a shooting guard, for a small, for, you know, a wing. Even though he's a shooting guard, he's not going to play small forward. He's too small. I think for a wing to average twenty-two, three and three at the age of twenty, that's like a big deal. Um, I, he's going to be a better three-point shooter as he gets older. Right now, he's only shooting thirty-four percent from three, but I think as his body gets stronger and he gets in a better system with better teammates, his numbers going to go up. Um, I'm sorry, he's shooting thirty-six percent from three, not thirty-four percent. But uh, I think Devin Booker has an outside chance of being if not the best player you know consider him one of the best players in the NBA he'll be the best shooting guard in the NBA well I think the shooting guard position is by far the least deep so I um, I agree with you on 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 all your arguments there um, but I don't know like I'd have to say overall of all the guys that we're kind of naming of the out there ones man I I just still believe in Jokic. I'm I'm just gonna be bullish on this one, man. That's fine. I think he's nice. His game is great, and he could be an offensive focal point for a good team, obviously. But nah. I think he's gonna end his career being way better defensively than we're giving him credit for right now. Like way. Better. I gotta see it because I mean I, I I gotta just see it. Um, it's crazy that Andre Drummond's just 23. Remember his name was once mentioned, and he got that huge contract based on his his potential, and he's he's plateaued. He's not very. I, I wonder if the league's not passing by, but like he got overrated for what he he has. Yeah, people don't talk about it at all, and like, yeah, even at the trade deadline, people are like, "Oh, they could trade him for like JV or guys like that." Like, like, like when you're being considered in a talk for JV, you're no longer that. That's dude. Sad, dude. I think it, it's, it's a lot of it's how he's used, and a lot of it's just maybe kind of not maybe, hitting maybe went throws. to his head because that was a big thing about when he was drafted too, about his his motor and his motivation. So I don't know. Um, you wanted to, you wanted to also put Kyrie in here. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, like he's, what, 25 at this point? He just had his birthday. Um, I think he he scores a ton of points, and and, and he's got that mentality to do it. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe, but uh, but that's why. Like, like, I think he's on kind of the upper t- echelon of the outer, uh, of the outer squad just because he's been doing it. So if we're gonna put Kyrie in there, then I mean it opens up a whole other window because I think you got to put a guy like uh, like Dame Dame Lillard in there then because Kyrie's a great scorer. Uh, he's a next level type individual scorer. I get it, but imagine if you had put Melo on Detroit and they won a championship. That's how I think Kyrie is. You don't call him the best one of the best players in the game is because he has the pedigree as far as a championship and he can score a lot. Because we haven't seen we haven't seen enough other stuff from Korea. Sure, I've seen that this season he's become a better playmaker, and he's had a couple double digit assist games. And I see that when he's engaged in the playoffs, he did a good job defensively. He can move his feet, and he can actually go you know be physical with guys. But we know he's not a defender, and we know he's not really a playmaker. His 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 number one thing is I'm going to score buckets, and that's great. I don't think he can't. Do you think that once LeBron? Starts on his way down, and you know, let's say LeBron's not even in the game in another five years, so Kyrie will be only thirty. Well, is he going to be a dom? I probably got to say no, because when LeBron's out, we just had 
Love and Kyrie, they didn't do so right. Lot. That's my thing. Like we, and it's un, maybe it's unfair, maybe because it's not Kyrie's normal role. So it's like, hey, you can't just pick LeBron to be out. Well, some guys are meant to be second fiddles, right? Or or meant to be hired guns, and maybe and, and maybe he's just like like that elite guy. So I at that like in yeah, that. Yeah, I role. think we're in agreement that as good as, as great as a score as he is, I don't know if we'll ever one day say Kyrie Irving number one player in the league, right? I just don't think he has that to his game. And uh, it is what it is. All right. So. All right. So I'm pumped. So, so, so guys really actually legit have a chance. Whoa, whoa, at this. One more. I got to mention Wiggins. Um, we spent too much time on Nurkic, even though whatever. Andrew. Wiggins is going to be, I think, that threshold type player where it's going to be always an argument because I think he's going to always have the numbers. And let's say the winds start rolling in, in uh, Minnesota with him and Quentin Towns, which we'll get to him in a minute. And if the defense starts getting consistent. And he becomes a bad defender, sure. And then, so then, you know, the numbers will be there. And, and it's going to be the, I think this is going to be a, a perfect eye test versus analytics kind of argument where the people look at him and see the, the turnaround from 18 feet and the, the Kobe kind of shots. And they think this guy's a great, and he is, he's, he's a great scorer. He's a good player. And then I think the numbers will always show that maybe his counting stats don't quite add up to the status he's going to achieve. Right. Hmm. No. Yeah. Or the effect he has on games, like like will he forever have the, uh, the rookie effect, that kind of thing, right? Like like when rookies come in and they'll put up numbers, but because they give up so much or because they don't do the right things in other positions or other situations, doesn't always equate to improving the franchise. For sure. There you go. And that's the thing. Um, he's awesome. I mean, he's a, he's a good player. He's a really good player. I I I, I don't know, man. W- does he have superstar written all over him? Well, I mean, it's I, uh, maybe it's a good thing he's the second best player in his own team. Mm-hmm. It's because that's where we're going to go next. We're going to step into the actual. These guys in the next few years, you can make an argument for this guy is the best player in the game. Once let the bronze time come, then, and he'll be among the Kevin Durant's and the Steph Curry's. And that's Carl Anthony Towns. Carl uh, Anthony Towns has been incredible since the All-Star break. But unfortunately, all his numbers haven't really added up to wins this season, and that's where it comes up, right? So, so far this year, um, he's averaging wow, dude, he's averaging twenty, almost twenty-five, twelve, uh, almost three assists. He's still just a baby, and he's though. Still only twenty-one years old. Twenty-five and twelve, twenty-four point seven points, twelve point one <laughs> rebounds, two point seven assists, uh, over a block. It's funny because he's he, we know he has his defensive potential, but he hasn't really blossomed as a great defender yet. But he's only 21, and he's playing for a very demanding coach, Coach Thibodeau. So he has he has he has a ways to go, but that's fine. So that's yeah, it's impressive. Uh, I mean, considering there's guys coming out of the draft this year, there are 22. I think uh, I will come some slack there. Um, do I think he's going to be that guy though? I think he's probably top three for me. Of the guys who are going to be there. I think his situation may hurt him a bit. That's probably the only thing I'll hold What's going to hurt him? What do you mean? Like his team and everything around him. Um, the Like the culture, I don't know if it's there yet. And being a big, he'll always be a bit reliant on having some good guard play. Um, so if that whole... You know, Rubio, Levine, Wiggins, like like one of them can turn out to be like real legit in terms of ball handling and, and creation, maybe. Um, but being a big, it's a bit tougher. But I think he's got like top three potential 
of the guys we're going to talk about. See, I don't even know if he really needs good guard play because he can handle. He's like a giant small forward out there on the court. Um, he needs, you know, I mean, somebody to come bring the ball on the court and get him, get it to him at the free throw line. But sure, I, I get, you're right. Uh, big men so are so dependent on their guards. Let's stick with big men um, and say also Chris Stapps. I, I really feel bad for Chris Stapps because Derrick Rose and Melo, I think, stunted his growth this year. And I think the whole team, just the, the whole format, whatever they were doing in New York, was just not geared towards let's make Chris Stapps the best player we can, which is what they should have been doing. And I feel, you know, I think until, I don't know. And let's not keep Robin Lopez, who I think was actually really good for Chris Stapps, and let's go get Noah, who I think is bad for Chris Stapps. And for the whole team. Well, I think just the, the Derrick Rose and the Melo situation where they took the bulk of the shots and like a lot of games, Chris Stapps was marginalized offensively. That's terrible. That's just that's just that's just bad, bad development. Your development shouldn't be. We're so geared towards making the playoffs, which is a, a freaking. Well, that's being in a major city who wants to win now and doesn't want to you know, use the term too often, but trust the process. I mean, if you think this guy is going to be your guy, then you you need to build in a way that's conducive to his development, uh, less so than uh, than immediate wins. Like, I truly think that if they had just not traded for uh, for Rose, forget about uh, Noah, kept Lopez, and just, uh, fine, sign Brandon Jennings if you want. No, but no, 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 no. Jennings, is a, just, he's a no. horrible player. Um, I think they should just get Grant, uh, the guy they traded. They traded with Jerry and Grant, right? They traded him to Chicago. Yeah, they should have yeah. just kept Grant um, and... And just been young for a couple teams, Why not? a couple years. Why not? They just they just so intent on doing something and being splashy because with the Knicks we have to. Yes, they they derailed Chris Stapps a little bit this year, and like I was watching him play the Celtics today. He's so talented. He's out there hitting you know off the dribble, step back, bank shots, and and he just uh, they just it. And on defense, he'll catch up the block at the rim uh, when you thought he was out of the play. Yeah, so it's sad, man. It's sad, and uh, as much as I hate the Knicks because I'm a Celtics guy. I just I can't cheer what's happening there. So he may be a Kevin Garnett who just ends up wasting the uh, the best part of his career on a really shitty, poorly built team. Fantastic comparison, and let's hope not. Let's keep our fingers crossed for his sakes that either he gets himself out of there before it happens, or they make, they actually do something good there. Um, uh, yeah. Brow, our boy Anthony Davis down in down in New Orleans, down in New Orleans is still. In the running, uh, it's funny because I think his after his first year, a lot of people anointed him as the next great big man, the next great player. And even though he had a very good second year, I think after that first year and the hype, he kind of and the injuries and the, they started losing. Uh, he kind of got forgotten about. But this year, he's averaging 28 points a game, 12 rebounds, uh, two assists, still averaging over two blocks a game. He's a statistically dominant kind of player. I'm just, uh, yeah. what do you think he needs to do to make that leap? Be healthy. To me, if he is healthy, there is no person outside of LeBron James I take He's over. He's played him. 72 games this year. So and they're, still, they're still in the lottery. Yeah, but he's a big. Like I said, bigs can't pull it on their own. Same thing as Cat, right? Like, I think he does a few things well. Well, a whole, lot, a whole lot of things really well, but he can't make up for shoddy guard guard play. And as much as I love Holiday and all that, it's just... Like, I think he, in terms of talent, size, ability, just... Like, like, like it. the, the only reason I would take Carl Anthony Towns or Chris Stapps over him 
is because of health. It's the only reason. Anything past that is it's an easy decision for me that it's that it's Brow. Again, I think my main thing with Brow is that we see he's a he's a great scorer in space. He still doesn't really have a go to move and like he just he's a guy who scores a lot but he doesn't dominate. You know what I mean? I don't I don't just picture him to, and it's not picturing him when I watched him play. He scores in bunches, sure, but I don't know. I just there's very few times I just feel like, all right, Anthony Davis is taking over this game. You know, like a lot of what he does is kind of in the flow of the game, and it's weird. I don't know if he needs to be that kind of superstar, though. He could be the type of guy who just needs, like, a, this is going to be a stupid example, but like a J.R. Smith on your team just to get hot at the right time and be your main scorer. I mean, still uh, dropping 28. Like, maybe his 28 is what gets you to that end point where then your clutch fourth quarter guy comes in and, and so scores. Then but Anthony Davis, I can't call you the best player in the game if that's who you are. That's my point. I, I I don't know if I'm going to be labeling you the best player in the game if that's who you are. Now to his to his credit, uh, they got you know they got Boogie Cousins at the at the trade deadline and they've been playing a lot better as of late. Um, looking at wow, that's a lot better. Their last eleven games, they are eight and three. That's not bad at all. And our guy Brow is averaging twenty eight and fourteen a game. And almost two blocks. And that's with Holy cuts. crap, dude. So, all right, I stand corrected. They're 8-3, and three, their last 11. He's averaging 28-14 and 14 in two blocks, and he's plus 7, plus 8 a game. Whew, that's spicy. Shooting 54% from the floor. Um, My yeah, man. Yeah, if they can come back next year with a whole training camp and they, they end up playing anywhere near that level, I don't expect them to, to win it that kind of, you know, eight, you know, 8 out of every 11 games. But if they can, they're going to be tough. Yikes, um, and and he's got the league's uh, 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 second most iconic uh, facial hair feature. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think it's more iconic than the beard. <laughs> the beard is just a beard. This guy has a unibrow, and he's made it. He's well, no, he hasn't made it cool. It's still disgusting. Um, speaking uh, of injuries, like you were saying, I, I gotta go Embiid. Joel Embiid was incredible when he did play, but he only played thirty something games, um, and those thirty something games, he was absolutely like. He turned that franchise around to the point that even when they shut him down, that his his fingerprints were all over that team. Um, that team is not very talented, but they play hard. They they've won games they shouldn't have won. Uh, but health, it scares me with his knees and that that another the other injury he has now, and it worries me because I think health guaranteed, I would pick him over anyone else as far as being that dominant best player in the league in the next you know five years because the guy really you know what i'll give you that i'll give you that exactly what you just said yes but i just have like zero faith that that's gonna happen i got to i gotta have faith man i got to because it's it would just suck so bad if if he just if he was consistently injured uh It'd be worse than Greg Oden, and it'd be worse. I hope he comes back a little bit thinner, like not quite as bulky, and is able to be a little bit more, you know, agile like he was his first year. Because I think he came back a little bit too strong, and he doesn't need to be that big. He's already a big dude. I think he actually slimmed down. The big, the knock on him was that he was out of shape. Um, you know, for a large part of his rehab, and so when I saw him, like when he when he played, he, he looked like he was in great shape to me. Well, I'm saying like his Kansas size, you know. But I mean, again, you can't. That's a college. That's like a little college kid 
as a pro, I think he. I'm not saying he needs the bulk, but I think your body just kind of, you know, you bulk up, man. You're 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 a professional basketball player. And of course, we can't we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Kawhi Leonard. Yes, Kawhi um I ran the 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 age as, you know, I think 25 uh this year, which I think goes to February like February 15th or something. So Kawhi is only like 25, man. And he's playing at an MVP level. He's outplaying guys like LeBron James, Kevin Durant on a nightly basis. Um, he has a, I think, we don't want, it's funny how we don't want to admit it. We just said Embiid and Brown, all this. But the guy who right now is averaging almost 26, 6, and 4, uh, and leading this number two team in the West. I mean, how could we not consider him, you know, once LeBron starts declining, which might never happen, but, and once Kevin Durant, even with Kevin Durant's healthy, it, it's it, the fact that Kawhi is such a dominant defensive player. I think we got to consider him, you know, and he can create his own shot now. And so he, he's not limited like the bigs and he can block and pl- guard multiple positions. I mean, like, like if you really want to count what takes the best player and how, how you get a lot of those votes, the most complete player, I think he easily could have that conversation. And when you're able to do that and play in many facets, I think his ceiling may be uh, – I don't even know. I've just been so impressed this particular year on his mental attack on the offensive end and his maintained focus on defense that he's just that guy who you look at and you're like, I don't know really how I improve you. You shoot really well. You take smart shots. You pass really well. You're a brutal defender, you, uh, and you blocked like. I don't know what else I could ask for in in a small forward. My criticism last year would have been his aggression on the offensive side and his ball handling, and to me, he's he's short of both, and is. To me, he's the MVP this year. Like, like I've just got to say it. So I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be, uh, uh, be my vote for the guy uh, uh, who replaces LeBron just based on all that. Yeah, a lot of those other guys were talking potential. We're talking, you know, if everything falls out and everything comes out right. But one guy's already in that position. He's on a great team, and he plays great. And, you know, I think he has respected by the league. And it's crazy because he's so quiet and, you know, he's just so unassuming that we do elevate other players probably above him. You know, like even – he won the, the the guy won a Finals MVP already, and you know we were never up until probably last year he wasn't being discussed as a top five type player. You know I think I remember we boosted Brow above him, and so yeah you got to be realistic. So let's 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 you know we got to wrap up the two minute the two minute warnings coming here soon. Um, so Joel Embiid, what would it take for him to be considered the best player in the league, and what chance do you give him of reaching that level? Um just health and i give him 60 percent maybe oh man you're nicer than me i give him a 40 45 because i think the health is such a yeah, it's such a jump i think if we can guarantee health i give him a 70 percent chance because he's gonna be great i think i take him above over chris daps over cat um yeah. oh yeah, no no, no. we almost we almost dropped the ball here G- giannis Ooh. antetokounmpo Oh my man! How did we do that? So oh. let's back up, Mr. Ryan. Yep, 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 yep. Giannis Antetokounmpo to me, uh, right, is right behind Kawhi. If we're talking 
who has the best chance. Um, and I'm not overlooking Kevin Durant. I'm not overlooking Steph. Those two are still, you know, the second, third best players in the NBA, however you want to count it. Uh, if you want to put Kawhi up there too. But Giannis, I think, has a chance. I, I tweeted this today. Almost like Neo in The Matrix. One day it's going to all come together and he's going to realize he's the one and he's going to start playing with one hand behind his back and he's going to start dominating and he's going to realize that there's nothing he can't do in the basketball court and he's going to lead his team to 55 wins every year and he's going to be almost LeBron-like in his impact. Uh, every time I watch him, he, he's like that cheat code, man. And yeah, like if he can t- if he can take a jump this like next year like he did this year and add, if he can add a consistent three, it's it's not even close. I don't even care if he has a consistent three right now. I think he just – his thing is um, he just needs to just, like a young LeBron, just every time down the court attack and be in constant attack mode, either you know looking to score or looking to find a guy while he's, he's getting in the, into the lane. Um, and he does that almost now. It's just that, you know, sometimes he'll just kind of – he kind of disappears or he lets guys take him out of the game. But, yeah, he – I. It, well, he's brought that team into the playoffs, right, where they have almost no business. They didn't have Middleton – uh, they're a young as hell team, and like, 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 just because they're not winning enough games, like, if if it, like, like, if they were playing in the second half, they were playing in the first half, he'd be in this MVP conversation. Well, and that's the difference is Chris Middleton, right? As great as of a scorer as Jabari is, Chris Middleton's a better basketball player, and he kind of solidified that defense even without Jabari. So, um, sure, and if they got rid of Delhi, you know, and now now Malcolm Brogdon's a full time starter. So, um, so who you do you give a, who do you give a better shot at being the number one player, Kawhi or Giannis? Still gonna say Kawhi. Why? Because I think Giannis has the has the ability to be a much better player, but just the fact that he's doing it, he's twenty five and he's been consistent with so much. I still think Giannis, the way he plays, is a higher injury risk. So I think I'm just playing the safe card a little bit, even though my my brain says Leonard, my heart says Giannis. Um, but I, I've i got to go with my brain on this you one. you got to stop projecting in- injury for Giannis, dude. Knock on wood and, and, and say a prayer tonight for that because that's almost cruel. Don't do that. Knock on wood. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – Giannis will be healthy for for a long time, and just he he's a better uh, a better distributor. He's he can be the same kind of defender as far as because he's he's you know his length gives him makes him a shot blocker and a perimeter defender. So his versatility is like unmatched amongst all these guys because he's almost he's almost the size of Chris Stapps, but he you know plays on the perimeter like Kawhi. That's incredible. So yeah, um, I think I think Giannis will one day be that dominant player. Because again, you know, you know, he doesn't right. have he doesn't have pop. He doesn't have the. the I'm not saying Kawhi's a system player, but he does have a lot behind him. I think Giannis. I think Giannis, no matter what, is going to be, just be a force. So yeah, a lot, a lot of good players go, uh, going through the system, man, and, and it just goes to show you is. Uh, I mean, uh, we have to be respecting LeBron James for the special kind of player he is right now. I think people are, have been sleeping on him his whole career as much acclaim as he's been getting. But at the same time, uh, I think the NBA is just getting stronger and stronger, man. And uh, I actually hope I'm wrong, and I hope you're right, and I hope uh, uh, this is Giannis's league for years to come. For sure, man. Um, I mean, what else we got going on? That's it? Are we ready to wrap it up? Yeah, man. All right.
We're good. So for the Awaiting Podcast for Press Basketball, I'm James Holis, and he is... Phil Buello. And this is another great episode of the Away Team. Join us next week for more fun and laughs and rollicking NBA talk. And uh, what was our tagline again? What did you say it was? That's why we play the game. And, that, and that's why we play the game. Kind of like an echo that way. We both say that it. That was a terrible echo. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>